The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Inspire 105.1 FM. You are currently listening to the best show on the radio, and that is Community Connect. So, today, uh, I think it's been a while since I've actually been on the radio, actually, because um, last week we had a repeat of our show. The week before, I was busy doing uh, admin work back back uh, behind the stage. So, uh, it's been a while since the radio has actually heard my voice. So, assalamu alaikum. It's good to be back. Um, so, Today is a very exciting show. It's exciting for more than one reason. Um, first of all, the topics are, alhamdulillah, they're really good. I like them. And second of all, we have uh, uh, four new members here in the studio today. So, And as you can tell from their faces, especially that one over there, uh, they, <laughs> they look pretty nervous. So, alhamdulillah. So let's give them a warm welcome. I mean, And you can give them a warm welcome by getting involved. You can call us on 01582481822 you can text us whatsapp us on 0779481822 we are also on facebook live so be sure to get involved there um and i can see Essen here <laughs> just trying to look away from the microphone from the camera because he doesn't want to get involved and um, so um i'm gonna turn your microphones up guys so um we have let's go start from my right so we have hasnain assalamu alaikum hasnain assalamu alaikum my name is hasnain and so how are you doing today? I'm alright, how are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm too bad. How's your day been so far? It's alright, it's a bit long, you know, but I'm looking forward to the amazing show we have over here. Alhamdulillah, I'm glad you got that energy. And next we have Sumi, who looks slightly nervous, but Alhamdulillah, hopefully he should be okay. Uh, how are you doing today? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing good. How are you, Abdul? Uh, I'm not too bad, I'm just a bit tired. It's been a long day, and I've yeah, been in college yeah. all day. Um, next we have uh, Junaid Lookalike. Uh, Assalamualaikum, Fuad, how are you doing? Salam. I'm alright. Um, the day's been week. Quick, but a lot of homework, but I think I can manage today. Alhamdulillah, it's really good. And do you get a lot of homework normally? Yes, literally from last days, literally 10 times that in every subject. Wow, I'll take that advice into consideration. And last but not least, we have the shy guy, we have Essen. Assalamualaikum, Essen. Welcome, Salam. Um, How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, it's been a bit quick. It's been fast for you. Mm. <laughs> especially, especially last few hours. Uh, well, it's just been a bit of a blur yeah. to you. Alhamdulillah, that's really good. Um, so we have an exciting show for you. Um, the topic for today's show, uh, the first one we will be talking about is the importance of education. So that's a very interesting topic. So be sure to get involved. Uh, and after the break, inshallah, we'll be talking about money. So um, we'll see what we can pull out of that one after the break, inshallah. So. Well, let's get straight into it. Um, I'm I'm gonna start by asking you guys, what does education mean to you? It's a very big, it's a big topic, education. So I'm gonna ask you, Essen, what does education mean to you? Uh, well, for me, it's uh, acquiring new new knowledge which you can um, apply sufficiently in real world situations. Um, so let's take something that you might not think of, like uh, I'm I'm gonna put something from maths. I'm gonna say Pythagoras theorem. Okay. Um, so, for most people, it's probably just something that you might have to learn in school and never again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's, there's like real world uh, scenarios where you can actually use that, such as in construction when you're building new buildings or being an architect. Interesting. That's a, I, I like that. That's a very interesting aspect. And Fuad, what does education mean to you? I think the definition of education is, is depends on who you ask it because it could be subjective. Some people may see education as whether you apply what you learn in lessons to real world situations yeah. whereas some people may believe education is able to live in the world like be being wise able to apply logical decisions knowing what's right between what's right and wrong knowing what's immoral and moral mm -hmm. and knowing how to perform a certain decision how to come to a logical decision and i also believe that some people may disagree that education may mm -hmm. mean that as, as long as you're successful in life education isn't really important but in the world we live in today, education is very important because as the world is rapidly involving whatever sector you wish to join, education may be important whether in terms of items and shops, whether you work at the VAT of a product, like education such as statistics and percentage changes mm -hmm. in maths, that's important, or whether it be simple stuff, whether working out the discount of a product. And it's literally everywhere, in wherever you want to go in. Interesting. I like that. You've given multiple interpretations there. Um, 
I think we've pretty much exhausted that question. So, but assume it. Think before he thinks he's gotten away with it. I'm going to ask him. Uh, I'm going to ask him a different question. So, um, for you, education is pretty much mainly been going to school, coming back, going to school, coming back, and now going to college and coming back. And how do you find? Uh, it's a pretty big question to take on. So, um, how do you find the transition of education has been for you? So, coming from primary school where you learn 1 plus 1, coming to high school where you learn x squared is equal to 4, and now coming to college where God knows what you've learned. How do you, how do you find that your, your sense or your, your knowledge has increased over time? Um, the transition the transi uh, has been a big one, obviously. Like, to, it was hard for me to adjust, I'm not going to lie. Like, m the first year of college, I was so nervous. Oh my, it was so scary. Wow. Because <laughs> it was my first time in a new environment, everyone's independent, everyone's obviously doing their own thing, yeah. everyone has different subjects, obviously in high school and everything, you have set subjects that you have to do, and then everyone sort of does similar things, yep. whereas now it's completely different, and it, it was hard to adjust at first, but once you get used to it, uh, I realised how much better it is, you have a lot more free time to do yep. what you want, and you can specialise in certain subjects and careers and develop it further. I'm just going to challenge that a little bit. Um, you said you've gotten a lot more free time now, and do you find that um, you you can utilize this free time to do learning more education, educational related things, or do you find that it's just free time and then there's so much more you could be doing in your free time? I think it's both. Like You have a lot more free time, like for example in college you might have a lesson at the beginning in the morning at like 8.30, then you might have another lesson at like 2 o'clock. So in that time you can actually go to the library in the college and utilize the resources to like learn more. Or if you want, you can go outside and socialize with your friends, like you can do whatever. Yeah, indeed. And lastly, Hasnain, um, what does education mean for you? For me, I think education is acquiring knowledge that can help you in all aspects of your life. If it's academic education, it can help you to get your dream job. It can help you to, uh, you know, just uh, inspire more people. But if you have other forms of education through practical means or sports or a lot of stuff then it can help you in your life it can help improve your thinking it can help you benefit your own community and change your life and change the way you think about everything interesting i like that you said something about education outside of uh of educational institute i find that really interesting um uh when you think about education normally the first thing that comes to our minds is going to school and or college or university and we think of an educational institute and rightly so because it is basically an educational environment but if I asked you um, about your manners for example Essen, if I asked you about your manners where do you think they came from? Uh, in, in school. You think they came in school? Um, not really. Uh, well, well a bit of it. Uh, mostly with um, holding the doors for others, um, being aware that others are near you, st stuff like that. Interesting. So you think that we developed good habits from school, but we weren't actually taught manners? Uh, yeah, I'd lean towards that. Okay, and um, Fouad, what's your take on that? I think habits and good manners are mainly built from your own household, because school can teach you the knowledge, but how you are as a person is based on how your parents raised you. Because since you were born, your parents are the ones that moulded you, because it's... Uh, proven that a baby's brain is able to absorb more information than an adult's brain so that's why they're able to absorb a lot of information as they grow older and in that time period your parents mainly teach you how to hold a spoon, how to eat, how to ad address other people, how to open doors, how to treat other people in public and how to talk to strangers but in school and college they teach you organised knowledge such as like chemistry, sciences and maths they don't really teach you how to be a good person and a good individual and that's that's why I believe that your parents are the main people that are responsible in moulding you that way. Interesting. I agree with you there. And um, uh, um, Hasnain, what do you think? Do you think your parents have a large influence on your personality uh, as well as your manners? I think your parents have a large influence on everything, really. I mean, it's like your home is a, uh, as a child's first piece of education you get and the first inspiration you get is from your parents. Yeah. Uh, they're your first role models and a lot of things you just pick up, a lot of things you can't learn in school, a lot of things you can't learn even at home maybe, you know, mm -hmm. you might have to learn something in sports or out on the in the real life environment. But at home, if, if you're talking about manners specifically, yep. manners, they're like, 
it's, it's just picked up. You see other people use it. You see it. it's the way you're raised, you know. It's, it's how your parents want to influence you. It's how you want to be raised. It's the environment in your home which shapes who you are. Yeah, I agree with you there. And um, it's interesting you say that our parents are, we are basically, when we pick up their manners and their habits, because as we, as we know from studies, which I failed to remember, like specifically, uh, we know that um, children they follow the the examples of their parents, and and as we know, and so that basically means that we follow everything our parents do. And now that I grow up, I find that I I find that I copy my parents, and I do it consciously. I find that even now, I, me being an independent seven sixteen year old, I find that I still end up copying um, my parents in what they do. If, let's say. Uh, let's say they do things a certain way. I decide it may be consciously, it may be unconsciously. I'm, I find that sometimes their way is still the best way because I follow them as a child, so why not follow them now as well? You know what I mean? And um, have you noticed that, uh, Zuma? Have you noticed how your how you your parents have you how you've kind of picked up their personality and their traits in some senses? Yeah, hundred percent. Like sometimes my dad might you know, use some certain phrases or words, I've picked up on it and I've started, you know, copying him. Same with my mum, things she does, like, I'll copy it from her. Like, they influence, like, a lot of things in a child's life. Yeah, Yeah. interesting. Okay, let's move on to um, education, because I'm pretty sure that's the main thing uh, of, our, of our lives, up to the age of um, 18, up to the age of 16, sorry, when education is compulsory upon most of us, uh, up to from from all the way from nursery up to high school because in college some people have the option to drop out and then university is optional as well or apprenticeships or whichever way you want to go and I want to ask you about your journeys through high uh, or through education starting all the way from nursery we'll go around and take it in turns what do you remember because nursery was a really long time ago and the only the only memory I really remember is um, me being really scared of leaving my mom it was the only thing that sticks in my mind that oh my my mom's not gonna be there with me and I remember once I was physically holding onto her, her arm it took three teachers to drag me off because I didn't want to go that much. Um, do you remember anything from um, nursery lesson? Um, can you pass on to someone else? This is a long time ago. No, you don't remember anything at all. It's gonna take a bit. Oh, it takes a while. Uh, yes, that's interesting. Uh, and what about you for? Do you remember anything? Uh, I have some embarrassing moments, but I don't think they might be that appropriate for the... <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> okay, Sume, <laughs> um, anything? Uh, I remember when I first started nursery, I was actually in the wrong year group. What? So I was in the wrong year group. So then it took like a couple of months for them to actually realise, oh no, wait, he's not in the right year group. Because my age was different to every other student. So what, were you younger or older? I think I was older by a year. So now I kind of skipped a year when <laughs> I was younger. So pretty much, that's the only thing I remember from nursery. <laughs> Interesting. What about, and, um, what about you, Hasni? Do you remember anything else? Nothing, nothing at all. See, that's interesting because uh, nursery was so long ago and we hardly remember anything at all. And I'm assuming you guys have younger siblings, right? Can you confirm? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows Ford yeah. has younger siblings. He comes <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> um, but we... but. I've learned from my younger sister, who's also um, going to nursery. Um, even though it may be slightly different here and there, they might have changed the, the system. They might not just have free play all the time, etc. I found that it was actually more useful than I realized because they do things they in a certain way. So they they show manners, they show they be polite, they helpful and stuff like that. And they teach independence even from a young age. So. For example, with my sister, I, one of the things that she used to do was um, build blocks and, or something like that. And um, she used to get assistance from the teaching assistant, but not once did the teaching assistant do it for her. They told her how to do it, and then she'd do it herself, physically. Like, you know the little bits of blocks that you can get, you can stack them on top of each other? I think she'd make random things with that. And I found it really interesting that, even though we're not realising it, we're actually moulded from such a young age in... Uh, a nursery f and they teach us all these things and we don't actually realize that. so that was pretty interesting for me um, let's move on to primary school um, for some of you primary school might be interesting as he's still smirking there um, do you want to go first tell us your primary school what was it like what do you remember uh, can't really remember much to be honest I remember primary school I was a lot more confident I was I used to like muck about a bit um, I think my dad had to be called in a couple of times 
then I sort of like had a reality check and I sort of like calmed down a bit. What from a young age you've had a reality check? <laughs> a bit, yeah. That's interesting. It shows signs of maturity, I would think. Um, yeah. um that's really interesting. And uh, so, for you, was primary school fun because of the fact that you used to mess yeah, around? Yeah, I loved it, man. Oh my days. Uh, <laughs> I sometimes wish I could go back to it. Like I know a lot of people do. Like remembering when I used to wake up in high school in the morning, I used to be so tired. I used to miss the days back when I could wake up late for primary school, see all uh. my friends, play games and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, what about you, Hasling? I just remember having a lot of fun, really. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, anything in particular that brings that strikes you out? Football, smoking around. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, uh, did all of you play football or ha- have the ability to play football back in primary school? Yeah, I yeah, played I think it. Most yeah. people. Well, did you guys play? Play. You played. Yeah. No, I'm not saying I'm good. Play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And <laughs> uh, what about you, four? Did you used to play? Any uh, I used to play in year five and year six, though. Interesting. Mm. Uh, what was primary school like for you? Because I know I believe you went to Froxdale, right? Yeah, the same as you. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, and um, uh, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, the way Froxdale has it, they've split into an infant school and a junior school. So, uh, re- nursery up to year two and a year three up to year six. So that's how it went <coughs> down for me and Fouad. And how did you find that, Fouad? Uh, the only memory I have about primary school was that I had no stress from exams at all. And you know the stats? Yeah. <laughs> I literally. Even to this day, I don't think they were real exams, to be honest, because I didn't really treat them as such. Oh, that's interesting. See, that's, see, that's what we all have the, is- the issue of. Back then, we had no stress, and we took advantage of that time. I, f- <laughs> I feel back when we had no stress at all, we were like, no exams, or apart from stats. Uh, we were carefree, and we didn't even realise how fast those times went. Now look at us, we're college students, we have all our, of our courses to focus on. And now this is the point where we, sh- we should be actually paying attention, and then we have Essen going about doing things which I probably shouldn't mention <laughs> for his sake. <laughs> and um, um, so I'm not. Uh, who haven't I asked yet? Essen, did I ask you about primary school? What's it like for you? Um, what was it like for you? Sorry. Well, uh, for the for the last couple of years of primary school, it's actually really fun. I actually enjoyed um, go- going to school every day for it. Did you? Yeah, it's, a- it's actually really fun. Uh, I remember one time running into a tree. That wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ask any more questions. <laughs> um, so, um, last but not least, high school. Um, high school is p- pretty much the most recent event. How did you find Ford? Uh, How did you find high school? Uh, yeah, I don't really remember much from year 7, year 8, year 9, but from year 10, 11, all I knew that those two years were the longest years of my life. Longest? Yeah, because when the last year 11, when your GCC start, when you start the preparation for them, yep. it was obviously the contents new. We were the first year to do the new specs, so a lot okay. of pressure was pouring to us. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you only get good results if you practice, though, so it doesn't really matter much. Because unlike year 10 and year 9, where you had a lot of time, and that was like free time for you to spend on other stuff, yep. year 10 and 11 was the moments in your life where you had to focus and crack down on the GCCs because they pretty much define your future and your A-levels and what options are open to you. I see Hasnain nodding there. Do you want to, do you have similar opinions to that? Yeah, it just, uh, I think high school, it really shapes, uh, shapes us, shapes you, because you're at that age where things can't really affect you subconsciously. Yep. You have a primary school, nursery mm-hmm. or infant, things can affect you subconsciously, but when you become, when you're in high school, you start to make your own choices, you start to think for yourself and you start to question things and it just, it really, you know, uh, it's very really definitive for your character yep. and who you are. Indeed. And uh, Sumit, what do you find the most interesting part of high school for you? The most interesting thing was the fact that we had such a big workload. Like we had like, most students had around like eight to ten subjects normally. Mm-hmm. But then we found it so much less stressful than something like college. Yeah. Even though we only do three subjects, I find that really interesting. It, I can't really comprehend it in my head. Yeah. But it happens. It's the fact that we have eight subjects, but somehow it's not nearly as much content as yeah, just exactly. three. <laughs> and um, Essen, how what was the big highlight of high school for you? Uh, I think it was near the end of it, where um, the end, uh, basically throughout the course of year eleven, yep. uh, a lot of us were getting a bit stressed out about exams, yeah. especially mock exams. But when it came to the actual GCSEs, mm-hmm. uh, from what I've gathered, no one has really felt that felt that pressure. Before yeah. we went in to set them. See, that's that's really interesting. Uh, I'm not just asking you guys of your career path for no reason because 
that would be a pretty much a waste of time. I'm I'm getting a point out of this. The big point here is the fact that we've gone through so much education in our life. It's in fact it's pro- pretty much um, almost a third of our of our day um, goes towards education from Monday to Friday on most days. And what we haven't realized is that you know, we've faced so numerous amounts of stress throughout throughout the, our careers, and we haven't even realized because. They come, we f- we overtake them, or we fall, and then we overtake them, and then we proceed on to the next challenge. So, for example, we had stats back in year six. We found that, well, for us, at least didn't didn't find that challenging. But we no, I didn't say that. I meant that I didn't read, <laughs> I didn't know the important exams. To be honest, for at that time, I thought it was like normal tests and everything. All right, see, uh, so we didn't really find that stressful, and <laughs> um, but um, they we found them hard to some extent, and then. Then we proceeded on to high school, and then we decided that stats were really easy compared to what we know now. And then we got to GCSEs, and then we found <coughs> them stressful. And obviously, we've had GCSEs recently, um, less than half a year ago, actually. So, um, compared to an elderly person, we, we can say we can't really say that we know what it's like having off having after that. But um, generally, what the, what we realize is. Uh, as we grow older, we slowly layer our knowledge up without realizing. So you know much more than you do back in stats. That's obvious, right? But as you're going through that journey, through those obstacles, we don't really realize how how much we're developing to some extent. And then um, uh, I'm gonna since we we only have about four minutes left, I want to quickly ask you about the um, benefits of education. Uh, what benefits do you personally see in education? Uh, because I've spoken about manners and stuff like that. What do you guys see coming out of education? Hasnain, um, what do you see? I think that out of education is a lot of benefits. Some of them are just, uh, you know, it just teaches you, you know, if you're in high school you get a lot of workshops and people coming and teach you about other stuff, you know, like uh, how to be at home, yep. knife crime, etc, etc. And it tells you about the community and it just helps you for your future life. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Um, Fuad, what do you think? I think the most important advantage of education is that it allows you to build an opinion of the world. Because if you don't know something about a certain subject, you can't really give your opinion on the matter. So, yep. for example, if you're talking about like powers and nuclear power, for example, yep. and if you're recommending to someone whether it should be appropriate for a certain plan, mm-hmm. you can't really give your opinion if you don't know the advantages and disadvantages Indeed. and the impact on society. So, and this is where education preps you up for the real world by giving you information on how to apply it in a real world setting. So it allows you to become more articulate and, for example, it removes the, figuratively, the curtains from your eyes because then you can understand what's happening around you and how to apply what you learnt in the classroom in the real world. I'm going to challenge you a little bit, there. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't mind, I don't mind. Uh, um, because you mentioned that how uh, it, prepares you, it makes you more articulate to some extent. Yeah. But I would say volunteering, for example, coming here now on the radio, could also have that same benefit. And volunteering other aspects can also give you that same knowledge. So. I would argue that education might not be as important as you may see it. What do you think about that? Well, if you don't know, if you don't know information about a certain topic, how can you give your own opinions on it, though? So, like, opinion is when you have an informed decision yeah. around about based on a subject, mm-hmm. and if you don't have any of that, then you literally just can't give your opinion on it That's because true. you don't know any information about it. You need to know the context of a certain topic in order to give like, a well-rounded opinion. Yeah, indeed. Um, um, quickly on to Sumer, what do you think uh, is the biggest or not even the biggest uh, benefit of education that you find? I think the one of the benefits that I found was obviously when you first come into the class, your your first time coming to school, mm-hmm. like you're in a class full of 30 people you've never met before, random people. That's but then scary. And you <laughs> learn with them, you develop with them, you improve with them, you grow with them and then you just completely change as a person and they'll be there with you and then I think that's one of the most important things. Like you, the way that you develop with all of them together. Yeah, isn't there a quote saying something like, uh, your friend, your company is what makes you as a person or something like, along those lines? Yeah, so, and so it's interesting that you say that because in education you do pretty much have most of your friends there, isn't it? So throughout the journey and you have all these people surrounding you, people come, people go and it just keeps on copy, chopping and changing. And it's interesting you say that actually because we actually spend, like I said, a third of our day in school and we see our friends so often and we don't even realize how important they are or how much they're there with us throughout the journey. Obviously in college it might be less because we have different subjects, different friends, etc. But we have so many people there for us. So uh, 
I guess you could say that that highlights the importance of good friends, etc. Um, Essen, I'm gonna move on to you. What do you think is the uh, benefit of education that you feel you gain? Uh, I think the benefit of education was seeing um, what suits you or not. Because mm-hmm. uh, some people like you, you prefer maths over science, so yep. you like to go into uh, computer science as well. So you I'm, I'm touched you remember. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you'd probably go s- uh, something near like software engineering or mm-hmm. mathematics, so yep. let's say mechanics, uh, which um, you could or not. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's other people who prefer like English, so like writing. Yep. Uh, they, and it shows like they like, it shows that they like that because they're choosing um, subjects that are related to that field, such as law or literature or language. Exactly, I agree with you there. So you gain all these personal senses or personal opinions, etc. If that makes sense. That links back to what Fuad said about how you gain all these opinions. So Fuad, you're correct. <laughs> um, so join us after the break as we're coming down to the end of the first half of the show. We will be talking about money. So be sure to stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum, welcome back to Inspire 105.1 FM. Uh, you are listening to Community Connect and I am joined here with some new members so for those of you who weren't tuned before the break uh, we were talking about um the importance of education and i had to look at my phone because i didn't remember that and um we had a really interesting discussion we all came down to the ideas that um education is really important and uh, it helps kind of mold you to become uh, the sort of person that you want to be in the future and it's interesting that we all had the same general idea that oh we all have interests and education helps but i feel i felt like we could bring a bit more light onto that topic so inshallah in the future if we find that we want to touch upon it again we could do inshallah so um um we'll come back to that inshallah um let's move on to the topic of money i've just realized i've said inshallah like five times now uh um, for, so we're going to move on to the topic of money. If you do want to get involved, you can call us on 0158-248-1822. You can text us, WhatsApp us on 0779-481822. We are also on Facebook Live. Currently, we have four likes and I am one of them. <laughs> so uh, um, be sure to like if you want as well. So uh, I've just turned everyone's mics up. Um, money. It's a very vague term, money. Um Hasnain, what does money mean to you? Money is just, you know, um, just anything really that's valuable. Really? Yeah, anything worth money. You're worth money, I'm worth money, someone can buy us. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, interesting. Uh, so you believe um, it's not just money itself, like the coins, it yeah, could be. A house is worth money, a car is worth money, jewelry, clothes, you know. See, it's interesting, you said everything's worth money, but what exactly <laughs> is money? Money is just like how the world works. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, yeah, it's I a like system, you know? I like that. It's interesting, it's a system of how the world works. Um, Sumi, what's your take on money? I think money is something that everyone wants, but in most cases doesn't really need, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Like, I a lot of the time, you might use it to buy something materialistic. Mm-hmm. Um, like honestly, in my opinion, you'll only need money to a certain extent where you'll be content with life. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a skip for because he gives the mo- most detailed answers, and I'm scared of that. Um, Essen, I see you shivering. What does money mean to you? Uh, uh, well, for money, money for me is um, just finding finding stability in living. So stability. Not, yeah, not having anything over the top, but not like um, not in a. Um, worse, scena- worse scenario than you can be in, su- such as homelessness. Oh, uh, I see what you mean. So it's like it's there to kind of support you in your life, make it a better standard of living. Yeah, I see what you mean. And before I go to forward, I'm gonna give my interpretation. Right. I see. Actually, no. I'll take forward interpretation first. Uh, what's your interpretation, big guy? I think the definition <laughs> of money is based on who you ask, the yep. who you ask it to. Because money, for example, it could be something that has a sentimental value to, or it could be something that. It could be anything, literally, that it can be traded for something which you want. So, okay. for example, thousands of years ago, people used to bottle items or trade blocks of gold for an animal or, or a camel. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, it's paper-based currency, and it all correlates to the same thing. Yep. People desire money, and in exchange, they get services which they want to use, basically. 
I see what you mean. For me, I think money is nothing more than a piece of paper or a coin. That's it. The, that's all I see money as. It, because if you think it physically is just a coin or a, a piece of paper, I don't know what material it is now. It's not paper anymore. What is it? It's some weird plastic. Acrylic, no. I think it's acrylic, I think. Or something like that. Yeah. But that's all it is physically. That's what we see. But we it has so much meaning behind it. And, it's, and I've, I've never actually thought about it that deeply until I was researching for the show, actually. Um, money is more than we realize it is. Because at the end of the day, uh, everyone wants money, uh, as Sumi said. Well, not everyone. A lot of people want money. I know. Uh, I know. Actually, know some people who don't actually want money at all. So it's kind of. And we might find that strange, but um, there's reasoning behind that, which I'll go into later in the show, if I remember. Uh, um, uh, so I'm gonna ask you uh, the question: How essential is money? So because we, kn- as Essen said. But we know that money is there to improve our living standards. So I'm asking you again, like expand on that answer. How essential is it to you? Uh, for me as a person. Yeah, for you as a person. Um, I'd say it'd be important enough for uh, just to have uh, a clean environment around me. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, I see what you mean. So it's generally there to kind of. Um, keep your surroundings good, mm. if that makes sense. Uh, I, I see what you mean. Um, and how essential is money to you, Fouad? I think it's important in every sense, whether it be education, transport, personal hygiene. So for example, if you buy bus tickets, it costs mm. money for that. To buy stationery, it costs money. Mm-hmm. To buy food, it costs money. So it's literally important in every sense of the word. So do you think everything in the world has a cost behind it? Yeah, pretty much everything. You think pretty much yeah. everything. Okay, um, we'll come back to that idea in a, a few moments. Um, Sume, how important is money for you? Uh, it's pretty important. I'm not. Gonna, I, w- I wouldn't mind money. Because <laughs> 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 uh, with money, you can basically essentially just do what you want. Uh, do what you want. I don't Interesting. <laughs> it's hard to explain it. <laughs> what you mean, as in you can buy what you want? It, like. Yeah, exactly. a lot of things I want in the world, and like obviously money can get me that. Stuff. And that's shown to backfire on a lot of people who may um, use it on lottery tickets to. Oh, I'm not gonna buy lottery tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but there are people out there. Yeah, there are people in the world who sometimes decide to risk their money, and um, obviously it's not our money, so we can't judge how people uh, <coughs> decide to use their money. But there, yeah, there are people who use their money in certain ways, which may result in a, la- a, la- a lack of money for no, ac- no, and there's no actual benefit given from it. Uh, we'll move on to his name. What's your uh, take on money? How important is it for you? Uh, for me, it's not that important. But obviously, everyone has to pay bills. Everyone has to pay the rent or whatever. Yep. And everybody has to pay the petrol or whatever. Send the kids to school. Mm-hmm. Buy clothes for the kids. Mm-hmm. Everyone has necessity. You can try to avoid money but everyone needs it but you shouldn't really prioritize it as too much but it was nice if, if like if right now you know i just like hundred thousand pound for that sky, <laughs> i'll take it <laughs> i'll take it if i want my one million pound buy a house you know my, my kids are going to be eating for the rest of their lives wait how many kids do you have <laughs> future kids inshallah okay inshallah. inshallah okay um cool alhamdulillah um, well let's go on to currencies because as we know um, currently with some political thing issues going on, political stances and the pound, uh, the British pound itself, I remember reading an article recently that the British pound is fl- fluctuating in terms of its worth compi- like when you convert it to other currencies etc. It's actually uh, back when Brexit was still recently happening, uh, uh, I read an article saying the British pound is dropping in value because of reasons which I didn't really understand. It was, and that's not really my field to go into. But I found that the currency itself was dropping, and I find that interesting because it links in with politics and etc. So that's Ibrahim's field. So I'll leave that for him for a later date. Um, what what do you guys think about <coughs> different currencies? Do you think that it's good that we have a system where we have one currency in one country, one in a different country? Or do you think that it should be a standard? What do you guys think? Um, Sume, what do you think? I think that, honestly, it would be better if the, all the countries had a sort of standard currency because having different currencies might make it a lot more complicated, you know, converting, this, what is it, like, hundreds, a hundred or so currencies? Yep. Converting between all of them is really complex, whereas if you had one st- standard currency, you just make life a lot easier. Kind of a bit like the metric system, you know, like 
most countries like European countries follow the metric system but mm -hmm. America has to change it up which makes everything confusing if you know what <laughs> <laughs> I mean I believe in a lot of places they are the imperial system is also used like um, for example my dad what, he does some weird things with his hand and he measures the imperial he's like this is one foot this is one yard and I don't know what he does like he measures his arm or something he's like oh that's one yard now <laughs> I don't really know how it works but it's always almost accurate and I don't know how he does it have you have you guys had the experience where uh, I don't know if it's just me because my no, dad. It's, I think it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we're rapidly moving on. Um, um, Hasnaim, what do you think? Do you agree with Tumi in the sense that it's good? It, it would be better if we had one international currency. I don't think it really matters because uh, uh, people are just going to like work for money either way, no matter what name is on it. Mm -hmm. You can you can bring out you know. Some uh, something worth as that piece of paper, a random piece of paper from a random piece of the floor. But if you make it into money, then people are gonna work for it. That's true. Say anything on it, so that's true. That's true. I didn't really think about that. And uh, but because what I believe is that it's actually not a big issue at the moment because um, I think I don't think that many people go out to all those different countries which have a hundred different currencies. So uh, we live here in the UK. And we have the British pound sign, and um, but whereas if we were to go to somewhere like um, I I don't know uh, I think it's China where they use the yen, uh, how likely is it that we're going to go to the then to another country which has euros, then to another country which has the rupees, etc. How likely is it that we're going to visit all these countries uh, again and again? So we'll have to keep chopping and changing. I don't. What do you guys think? Um, Lesson. What do you think? Do you think it's a big issue? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a uh, wait. Uh, oh, the fact that we have different currencies. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a big issue. For some countries, it may help them. Uh, say such like uh, the value of one item mm -hmm. in England would be uh, five pounds. Yeah. But in another place with the equivalent amount of uh, money transferred, it could be six pounds. You just reminded me of a match question from the exams that we <laughs> did <laughs> back in IGCSEs. <laughs> uh, Fouad, what's your take? I think. Although the idea is good that if there's a standard setting where every country has their own currency, I don't think it can be properly implemented because mm -hmm. there's many socio-economic factors involved in a country yep. in which determines its industrial strength. For example, the imports and exports of a country, how much of the population is involved in the workforce, yep. how much are literate, how much go to university, mm -hmm. and the tax rates. For example, if you're comparing, uh, I think, from geography, you ate knowledge, so excuse me if I forget. <laughs> I think it's an LEDC and MEDC, more economically developed country, yeah. less economically developed country. Mm -hmm. There's many factors involved in them which gives them those labels. And if you give them the same standard currency, I think the, the value of the currency would topple because, for example, in, in a set country, things might be cheaper because much of the population isn't involved in the workforce, okay. whereas countries such as higher economic countries such as America and uh, most of in the most of the, the top countries basically in yep. the United Kingdom mm -hmm. these kind of countries the most of the workforce the average salary rate is higher mm -hmm. and that means most of the products are more cheaper as well as because the currency is more stronger it's more backed up interesting I like that I agree with you there as well um let's move on to the idea of the problems with money because I as we can see in society, even today, even back in the old days, there's always been an issue with money going around, whether we realize it or not, whether we know about it or not. Um, and um, Sumi, what do you think? I see the dozing off there, so I'm going to ask you, I'm going to pick on you. Can you repeat the question, please. <laughs> see, I haven't even asked the question, that's how much you do dozed off. <laughs> um, I was saying there's problems with money in society, and... Uh, what do you uh, do you think that there's a huge problem with money involved whether it's the person chasing the money or the money itself what do you think i think it's got to do with greed a lot of people want money more than others like you said earlier some people don't want money at all mm -hmm. but a lot of people obviously do and yep. then that greed makes them s it's a bad thing if you know <laughs> oh, yeah what yeah i see what you mean um Essen, what do you think do you think that there is an issue of greed going on around with money um yeah i'd say that uh yeah okay interesting um i know i have a point oh sorry go on go on carry on <laughs> oh, I need a minute. oh you oh you <laughs> need a minute um see that's the thing because money as simple as it may sound it's a simple word money but it's such a complex field because there's so much logic that goes on like um recently in mathematics today we were studying uh statistics and we found it such a boring field and I, I believe that's where most of the money like aspect comes into like into statistics and stuff 
And so it seems much more complicated once you start to know about it. And um, Hasnain, what do you think? What What's the major issue with money that you feel is happening in society? I feel that um, uh, in society people are just uh, not spending their money wisely, really. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, people will buy like nice cars and nice houses, but then they'll complain where on the road there's like a pothole or something yep. something wrong in the community anything could be wrong mm-hmm. knife crime but instead of going maybe starting a knife crime campaign mm-hmm. or writing a letter or something like that there was a complaint and you know people can play people can pay you know some people that i know will, will pay 20 30 pounds for one hour tuition just for the just for the kids to get educated right but same people won't give said money to said good cause or won't give said money to uh, for for um, uh, religious education, I even see. though that should be more prioritized. In your opinion, yeah. I I see what you mean there. Um, it's interesting you say that because uh, we were just talking about education in our last topic, and I'm gonna push you there a little bit uh, with the idea. And do you think? Don't you think that uh, if we prioritize our education, because the way I see it is if we prioritize our education now, we could raise a, f- a bright future because we'd have more intelligent people in the future hopefully inshallah <laughs> and then from that would they be able to push for those causes as well don't you think yeah because like cause the world we live in even though you know we're living in the uk we're not living in a third world country alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. but there's still not equal opportunities you know a kid in london go to a private school versus a kid in luton going to a state school is not gonna have equal opportunities but we can make it equal and we can give better opportunity to the generations that are coming yeah, indeed. And um, Fuad, I just want to ask you, um, do you think greed is a big issue when it comes to money? To be honest, I don't think there's that much issue involved with money, though. Because if you think about it, because money is desirable, there's always going to be bad things involved with it. For example, if you have video games, video games are desirable, many people want to play them. Yep. And it comes at a great cost. Some people go to extreme lengths to play video games in which they neglect their learning yep. and any other factors involved in their normal day-to-day life. Indeed. Like physical health. Yeah, exactly, your physical health. And the same applies to money, right? Where, like, people would go to such extremities just so they could earn much more money. Like, uh, I ha- I'm pretty sure... Scrooge. Uh, sorry? Scrooge. Yeah, Scrooge from the the, the, the book uh, for written by Charles Darwin, known as The Christmas Carol, in which the main character decides that uh, he wants to keep all his money to himself. Even And we just see how they go to such extreme l- lengths to keep money. And um, I remember Sumi saying a while ago, actually, because I know Sumi on a personal basis, and he said something like, oh, when I, when I get older, I want to have a good job, I want to earn a lot of money, this and that, because I have a lot of things I want to buy, or something along those lines. And I don't blame him, because we're, we're still, like, it's as much as it's not an excuse, we can't really use it as an excuse, we are still children, and we still have that idea of, oh, we want money, we want this, we want all these things. Like, I remember back when I was little, I used to watch TV, and used to watch the ad breaks. I was like, you know, when I'm bigger, I'm going to buy that, I'm going to buy that, mm. I'm going to buy that, I'm going to buy that ten times. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that would happen. And as you get older, you realize, oh, there's bills to pay. There's <laughs> now I have to actually stop paying um, for my insurance, for my car that, I'm, that I haven't even brought yet. <laughs> and stuff like that just generally happens. I'm sorry to me that's a joke. <laughs> and um, the point being is that I find that we we're so unrealistic with money to some extent, and like we all, we all want this, all we all want the money and like as much as we can get of it. But uh, sometimes we do it at the cost of our physical health. It's like sometimes people decide, you know, what, I'm gonna work ten hours in a day just so I can earn this much money. What happens to sleep? What happens to um, uh, taking breaks? What happens to rest? What happens to our eyes? Uh, like eye strain, etc. And um, Sumi, what do you think? Do you think we pri- don't prioritize um, our physical health enough for just uh, for the sake of money? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of people out there that are working extremely hard shifts. Like there's certain people that are working throughout the night and then going to sleep during the day, which isn't good for your body. Mm. Um, there's just for the money. And then a lot of the time it's not worth it. They're just doing it because they want more. And then honestly, I don't think like you should like take a break and just like think about your choices, whether what's best for you and what's best for your family mm-hmm. and stuff like that and then make a decision on whether you want to chase more and then work harder and then sacrifice your own body in the doing so. So it's interesting you said that because there's one thing which I missed out and that's the fact that some people are forced to work 
that hard in a day, in the day, in a, in a day, just so they can meet, have ends meet, if that makes sense, the phrase. Um, because uh, I'm gonna ask you, Essen, do you think poverty and not having enough money is a big issue which you can see in our society? Uh, yeah, not having enough money. Well, uh, typically, if you're in um, the more poorer sections in society, mm-hmm. uh, what you see is a lot, of, a lot of families that tend to stay in that relative area. Yeah. Uh, with only a few progressing throughout that, I mean that's good, uh, but it's, it's only a few. It's only a few s- select members of that group which actually progress into the middle class or the upper middle class. Exactly. See, the, because people sometimes in some cases I find that people have don't have those opportunities to earn a lot of money, and instead they have to um, work really hard just for a little bit of money. For, um, because it uh, could be because of the hourly wages, etc. All these other factors, all the bills they have to pay, and they don't have enough money. And uh, for what? How common how do you think it is in society? Do you think we can see poverty with our own eyes in society? Like if you stepped out of the house now? I think you can see poverty pretty much everywhere as long as where civilization exists because poverty is, a, poverty is an indicator of, potentially could be an indicator of crime in an area because people resort to immoral actions in order to make their days meet or they could be involved in other petty crimes and everything but obviously you're going to say that's still a criminal act but in the end of the day they're still they're trying to earn their day's wage and they go through immoral actions but I believe that doing such things I think some people blame the government for doing this but I to be honest I really blame the system of it because money many people go to extreme lengths to earn money and I think it's going to be a persisting issue to be honest yeah, interesting. I'm just going to um, uh, highlight on something you said there about how um, poverty exists in every civilization. I don't think you can really see poverty with your own eyes because sometimes it's so underlying that it goes about unnoticed. So, for example, let's say um, someone like me who's sitting here with you today. I, I could be uh, struggling to pay my bills and I might, be able to, I might be losing my house tomorrow. But you wouldn't be able to tell just because of the way I look, right? Because we ha- always have that stereotype that oh, someone who has enough money will be l- dressed nicely, they'd be having, be, they'd mm. be capable, capable of, uh, of being clean, etc. And I don't really think you can see poverty with your own eyes because just by looking at someone, I don't believe you can, you can, pull out what they, um, what the entire financial status and all those sort of things. What do you think, Hasnain? I think that's true. I think unless you're in extreme poverty, mm-hmm. you can't really tell. And the, and behind someone, there could be a lot of things going on in their life financially that we don't know. They might be visiting food banks, etc. And uh, you know, um, uh, but the but we should try help those people. And if they have issues, we try to help them and recommend them to places and help them out. You know. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. And um, I'm gonna move on quickly because I think this is gonna be too too deep for mm. us. Uh, especially for the first show, I don't think I went this deep. So you guys are pretty doing a really good job here. Um, there's a common question which goes around saying, "Can money buy happiness?" And I just want to see what you guys think. Do you think money can buy happiness, Sumi? No. No. I don't think so. Like there's mm-hmm. numerous examples of rich people. I can't really name them off the top of my head, okay. but they're rich. But then they're not happy. They're depressed. Mm-hmm. And obviously that reflects into real life. Um, yeah, I think that money can't buy happiness. I think that y- as long as you're content, that's what really matters. Mm-hmm. If you're happy with your life and what you have, that's more important than money. Essen, do you agree with what you said there? Uh, I'd say more um, well, that money can't um, give give you happiness, but it can solve or it can solve most of your current problems or problems that you may face in the future, such as bills, taxes. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that'd make me happy if I can pay my bills. <laughs> what do you guys think? Well, there's <laughs> other situations like that. Say, um, there's there's people like in their twenties or our age, mm-hmm. and they're earning millions, but um, there are articles and um, tweets about them how they're not really happy because since they got the money now, they have they don't really have a career to strive for. Mm-hmm. They can just live at home or just go shopping, but there's not much for them to do. They I can't see. really contribute to society in some terms. That's interesting. And for what, what do you think about money, having too much of it? Uh, to be honest, I disagree with everyone here. Money <laughs> can't really buy happiness with money because happiness comes from your heart. Money can buy you physical worldly things such as games or items or a house or a car, but happiness, it can't be bought. It's something you have to find yourself. 
But don't you think that you can buy items which make you happy? So if you if you buy the latest video game, and that could then, make you happy. <laughs> but then there's many instances of famous people that have all of the stuff that you mentioned, but yep. they're still not really happy. Then how do you explain that? Um, I'm like, I can't explain that. You're right. <laughs> okay, you got me there. Um, yeah, I I agree with you guys in the sense that there are cases where there's people who can't actually. Um, see happiness because of how much money they have but I don't think when you have too much money it means you don't have to work anymore because we can always work towards something there's like always something greater like unsolved things or new things that we haven't seen yet and um, uh, I want to ask you um, Hasnain how hard is it do you think to get to that stage where you're making millions and and then you how hard is it do you think to get there to that top stage I think it's very hard because the people at the top are very, you know, a lot of them is because of their families or inheritance. Mm-hmm. And t- to become from our society and get to the top is either because, you know, uh, illegal ways or it's either because of fame or just things that. N- but it's not average, it's not really average, you know. Yeah, it's not common, you mean, yeah. yeah. Um, what about you, Sumi? Do you think it's. How hard do you think it is to get to that stage where you're making millions? Yeah, I agree with Hussain. It is really difficult. You have to put the work in. Some people do get lucky. For example, something like I don't know, posting a video on the internet and it goes viral. Then you'll get money from that. Yeah. But in most scenarios, you're gonna have to put the effort in and like spend hours of your time working. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we're coming down to the last minute. I want to get your quick takes on this. Um, just a sentence or two. Um, in your opinion, what do you think about money? How? much charity and because we haven't really spoken about charity what do you think about charity um Essen? do you think that we should be giving more charity after today uh, yeah i think we should be encouraged to give more uh, especially considering how people stay within their classes mm-hmm. i think it helps someone to have a better living standard and meeting ends meet all right uh, that brings us down to the end of our show we've had a wonderful show for coming in you guys and uh uh, as always, stay tuned. We do have a podcast up, with, uh, so you can check that out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We have repeats on Saturday, 8 to 9. alaikum. Community Connect, connecting the community. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at Inspirefm Luton.